Hey everyone, last spring, Hunter and I delivered a TED Talk at the University of Mississippi entitled, How to Build a Thick Institution. In it, we discussed a leadership framework we developed for our football program at Oxford that we believe helped dramatically improve our program. More recently, we turned the content from that talk into a book that you can now read with your team. It has the same title, How to Build a Thick Institution. You can order it online through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And if you're an Oxford local, Square Books carries it as well. So for this next series, we're going to do something a little different. We're releasing the audio version of six long-form interviews Dr. Taylor did over YouTube in support of his new book, Draw the Line, Jeff Trailer, The Gilmore Buckeyes, and A Season Deep in the Heart of East Texas. All six interviews will give you, the listener, great insight into why this story is so special, and our hope is that each episode sparks conversations about the coaches you played for, the teammates you played with, and the pride we all take in being from our hometowns. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks a bunch for making time to watch this. I'm Hunter Taylor, author of Draw the Line, which comes out June 28th. And as I've mentioned before, we thought it'd be fun to do a couple of these with some of the actual people who deserve a ton of credit for either influence in the story or the region. And uh, this is one we wanted to happen from the start. So I'm excited about this. Before we get to this episode's guest, though, uh, if you go to the book's website at huntertaylor.design and click on Draw the Line, you can watch our first three episodes. So first one, we had Coach Danny Long with broadcaster David Smoke. Then we had Coach Alan Metzel and Coach Owen Johnson, CBS 19's Reagan Roy Young. And then our last one was with Coach Scott Surratt, Coach Ron Boyette, and scouting analyst Gabe Brooks. All of them were phenomenal and are also on YouTube by simply looking up Draw the Line interviews. Um, and now for this one. So we have one of the story's lead characters joining us in Blake Lynch. And we also have my good friend from the media and one of the original creators of the hashtag Beast Texas, uh, Justin Wells with us too. So guys, thanks for agreeing to do this. Hey, well, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, I've, I've been excited about this journey the whole time, Coach Taylor. And so I, uh, I'm glad, I'm so glad to see Blake again as well. Like, you know, we've been reminiscing, you know, pre, pre-production and it's just so good to see him and his success and everything that's, that's coming his way. And so I've been looking forward to this set, this segment because this is the game. This is the game that everybody remembers. Everybody was either there or they want you to tell you about that they were there. And so I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm happy to be here as well. You know, I've watched the past episodes. You know, everybody on here has done a great job. And I'm just excited to talk about it because it was a great time. You know, it's been about eight years, like, since, since that 2014 national championship run. Did you ever imagine, you knew it was special going through the season and at the end, but did you ever imagine that there would be a book written about that particular season? Um, you know, when you're in it, you know, you kind of don't think about things like that. You know, you're just taking it day by day. So honestly, um, I didn't think there would be a book, but, you know, looking back on it, it was a great, you know, it's a great story. It's a story that I think, you know, people, you know, want to know about you know, should know about just, you know, all the you know, adversity that, you know, we had as a team and, you know, we were just able to prevail. And, you know, that was just a great thing. No doubt. So, I mean, Blake, you've, I mean, you've had a phenomenal career since leaving Gilmer. You went to Baylor and then you were kind of part of this rebuilding process from Coach Browse to Coach Rule. And, uh, you know, you capped it off. Y'all won 11 games, correct? That's right. And went to the Sugar Bowl. And then, uh, and then now you're in the NFL. But even with all of that experience and all those different contexts that you've played in, 
rank how special it was to play on, you know, that team in the context of East Texas high school football compared to, you know, all the other environments that you've been in. Yeah, um, you know, there's nothing like, you know, I tell people all the time, I have arguments with my teammates in the league, you know, in college, there's nothing like East Texas football. And, um, you know, for multiple reasons, um, high school football is just special. Um, you know, everybody, it's a community, you know, once you get to college, people are from all over, you know, the state of Texas or all over the country. Once you get to the NFL, everybody makes different amount of money. They're different ages, different points in their life. You know, in high school, you know, everybody grows up together. You know, I know their parents, they know my parents. So, you know, it's just, it's just a special bond. You know, you were already a pretty highly touted recruit before you got to Gilmer Blake. And, and as you know, and as everybody obviously in the Gilmer community, you know, when Desmond Pollard passed, that was a big hole, not just on the field, but off the field, just because of how great a one, young, wonderful young man he was. And, and I love how y'all dedicated the season to him. So when you got there, this was a new program. How did you assimilate with all these new, with all this talent? Like what we were talking about beforehand, there's so much, so many guys on this team that went and played college ball. And then there was another group of guys that could have gone and played college ball and done more. How did you kind of get, you know, grow together and, 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 and kind of gel? And also, did you, did you feel like you maybe had to fill a void from, from number eight? Um, no, definitely not. I did. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to fill a void, you know, from Desmond. Desmond was a, you know, a great person in the community. He was great on the field. He was just a great person overall, you know, and um, I'm just, I'm, from an individual, you know, standpoint, I'm just glad that the the players, the coaches, the community, they accepted me, you know, as one of theirs. So it was really, it was really easy to make the transition because, you know, I wasn't there to try to replace somebody. I wasn't there to try to take anybody's spot. I was just there to compete, you know, and try to help the team. And um, ultimately, you know, we won, so we got our goal done. You know, I love, uh, I love that when we were interviewing for the book. And like you kind of would talk about, you know, how close you and McLean actually got, and then, yeah. you know, and you also talked about, I loved, you know, when you first came over, you're a highly talented player. Chris Boyd's a talented player and you kind of play similar positions and that kind of thing. And there's like a little bit of, there's some competitiveness, right? And there's some alpha and going on, but then you, you kind of bloom into just great teammates. And now you're even playing together in the NFL, which is an incredible story in itself, but just, Talk about those other two guys and then any, any other teammates that you want to discuss about, you know, just the friendship, that process of, of you becoming a Buckeye. Right. So, you know, when I um when I first got to Gilmer, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that was up in the air yeah. on the field and in my personal life. Um, you know, I'm moving, you know, somewhere that I don't know anybody. Like, you know, it's, it's a brand new school. And then my junior year, before I go to Gilmer, I broke, I break my hand, my, my wrist. I had surgery on it. And I was a quarterback. And, um, you know, it was my throwing hand. So, I, you know, I didn't know if I could, you know, still throw the ball the same. You know, I'm moving schools. And obviously, McLean is a great quarterback. So, um, you know, I, I didn't know what my role would be. I didn't know how I would fit into the offense. But um, I just I just knew that I just wanted to win, you know, you know, every step in my career. I didn't care, you know, my role. I just wanted to win. And um, I think that's why we were great, because guys like McLean, uh, Chris, Nick Smith, Jamel, DeMarco, Quint, Chase, everybody, we all just wanted to win. You know, if, if I scored a touchdown, they're happy for me. If they scored a touchdown, we were all happy for them. It wasn't, you know, 
of course we competed in practice, but it wasn't, we weren't greedy about it. We wanted to see each other win. And we knew ultimately that would get us to our goal. At what point did you think this could be a very special season? Um, really, whenever I uh, – honestly, I didn't know anything about Gilmer before I came to Gilmer. Hmm. So when I got to Gilmer and we did, um, like, meet the Buckeyes, you know, that's just something special. You know, to have, to have the whole community come out and just support you. And I was like, okay, you know, this community really cares about, about football. And then I would see how Coach Trailer and all the coaches, you know, the discipline within the program. Um, you know, it was a great program. The life lessons that they taught the players and how the players practiced. You know, I could tell, you know, it was a serious program. And each each kid in, in that program loves football and they want to win. And it's, it's not about them. It's about the team. But um, I knew we would be really good when we can all just go to McLean's house after practice and just laugh and just talk, you know, and just, just have fun. Like, it was just – we, we like we were just having fun doing it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't work to us. We were just out there having fun. And that's why I think uh, we were able to be so good because we knew we had each other's back. We trusted each other, and we were just having fun with each other. McLean lived what two blocks from the field house that year? Not even that. Like you could literally, we would, you know, we would go to McLean's house. We would walk to practice, walk back to McLean's house. Like we were literally, it's literally right up the hill if you ever been to the field house. Trip. Talk about some of the other coaches too. We're going to get to Coach Trailer in a second, but I mean that's an incredible cast of of coaches at that place. Uh, talk about some of them. Yeah, uh, you know, first I'm gonna start with um, you know all they're all great coaches. You know, this is in no order, but you know I've been known Coach Johnson the longest. You know, he's been, you know he's out of all the things that's changed my life. You know, he's been one of the you know, the most consistent things, you know, um, he's coached me ever since, you know, sixth grade, he's always believed in me. He's always pushing me the best. You know, when I would get off track, he would be like, you know, well, what do you want to do with your life? And, and how, how do you want to get there? You know, he's, he's that type of guy. He's a mentor, you know, to a lot of young men, um, in Gilmer and, you know, he's played the position, you know, he's played like Coach Johnson is an athlete. Life like Coach Johnson is, you know, he could have played in the league. Now, you know, I really mean that. And you have Coach Messel, who's a great coach. Um, very, he's very personable. You can go talk to him about anything. You know, he's, um, I mean, he's a guru. Uh, he's, I mean, every quarterback that plays at Gilmer puts up numbers for a reason. You know, they're, they're, they're all great quarterbacks. And Coach Messel, you know, is a guy that's, you know, he's, he's a quarterback guru in my eyes. Um, you, know, you got, you had Coach Ball. You had, I mean, Coach Kennedy. Coaching the secondary, I mean, he's the one that kept that kept Chris in line. If you ever if you ever needed Chris in line, you go to Coach Kennedy. So, you know, Coach Kennedy, uh, you know, he just I, I think he brought that dog dog mentality to the secondary for sure. Uh, man, we had so many great coaches. You know, we had Coach Coleman, um, who coached many years, and he you know he's you know he's he's a coach that you know. He wants you to be great. He cares about you. He's one of the first coaches that actually came to my apartment when I got to Gilmer, you know, meeting his wife, meeting his family. You know, he really cares about you. And I think that's why, you know, all the players that he coaches, you know, end up producing on the field really, really well because he's a, because he is a great coach and because he does care about you as well. Um, man, Coach Lane, Coach Lane was my position coach. 
So, you know, coach, me and Coach Lane, <laughs> yeah, me, I love Coach Lane. You know, Coach Lane, he had me, uh, Chase, Quinn, Nick. I mean, he, you know, he had, he had all of us. And Coach Lane was – Coach Lane's a great coach. You know, there's – I mean, there's a reason why he got the AD and the head coaching job at such a young age, you know. And um, he's a great coach. He lets players be themselves but still hold them accountable. And I think, you know, that's why guys really want to play for him because he lets guys, you know, have personality, but he also holds guys accountable. So, man, there's so many great, great coaches on that staff. You know, it's hard to, to talk about each and every one. There's one I do want you to comment on as well, though, because you were, we were talking about him right before this, before we went live, was uh, Coach Turner. Man, Coach Turner, yeah, he's – now he's – you know, he, Coach Turner is a mastermind. Like, Coach Turner is a technician. He, you know, everything he tells you to do is for a reason. He cares about you. Um, he is consistent every day, no matter what time it is. Coach, Coach Turner is always the same person. And I think, you know, that's a staple in the Gilmer program. Every day you show up, you got to be the same person. You got to show up to work. And that's Coach Turner. Um, Man, all those guys, Turner, Metzl, Johnson, Coach Lane, they all just put together crazy offensive game plans, and we were lucky to have coaches like that. Did you ever imagine that your head football coach in high school, Jeff Trailer, would be a head football coach in college at the Division I level? And not just that, what has it been like to watch his growth you know, coming from an assistant coach in college for a few years, kind of some rough seasons to really just adding a jolt of energy to the city of San Antonio. Man, Coach Trailer is a great coach. I still talk to Coach Trailer, you know, to this day. Um, he's a very unique coach. Um, it's hard to describe him without being around him. But mm -hmm. he has, a, you know, but he has a culture. He, has, he, he brings a culture to a team that is a winning culture. And he's a guy that I don't care what's your background, you want to play for like he you know guys just kind of you know clinch to him like he's 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 just a great coach you know what i'm saying he gets everybody's best he's hard on you but he loves you at the same time so i think you know whatever level he's on he's going to be successful that's awesome all right we got to talk a little bit about the season though and a couple of those games one of my favorite ones though of like hearing i think this is one of the best quotes i thought from time doing research on the book was McLean Carter. It was the Tatum game. And I remember him talking to me about it. And he let off, he goes, that's the game we found out who Blake Lynch was. And, you know, I mean, he had like a, a cadence to him and a conviction. Like he was, he was just so proud about that performance and what that meant to you. And that was a big game. I mean, that was the biggest test y'all had in the regular season. That was also personal for you. Cause I remember you said you hurt your arm the previous year. To them so talk to me about the Tatum game yeah that was a that was a personal game for me because you know I did break my arm against them the previous year yeah so um but I didn't go into that game thinking I need to do this I need to do that I just need to play my role and you know make the plays that come to me whatever is presented you know I'm just gonna do my best to execute but um you know when you have such great players around you it makes your job so much easier so, um, yeah, I, I had a great game, that game. But, I mean, there's so many things that, like, you know, Colin, Colin Harden, uh, Dane Jesters, and, like, all those guys blocking up front, Johnny, 
you know, all those guys blocking up front made it easy for me. You know, I make one, two guys miss and I can score. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think I had five touchdowns that game, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I had five touchdowns that game, but I mean, a lot of those touchdowns were on other guys' shoulders. But still, I mean, that was uh, just to remind people about this because I know people still talk about it. So Tatum comes back. Like it was a, yeah. pretty, it was a pretty incredible yeah. game by them. And then you finished it off. Yeah. We fumbled the snap in the end zone. We fumbled a KOR coming out of half. So they ended up, you know, coming back pretty close. We were up by like, I don't know, maybe three scores before the half. And they ended up coming back and making it close. And, um, yeah, I'm glad we, we pulled through. It would have been a heartbreaker if we didn't. You know, t- that Tatum game was big. A lot of those games throughout that season were big. But that, that Gilmer-Gladewater game, that one is the one that everyone still talks about, Blake. That's the one that, you know, that's the, that's the best high school football game I've ever seen. And I feel fortunate every day to be there. It was so hyped up. There was so much buildup because of the rivalry. I mean, you're so close to each other. You know, it, it was so hyped, but it lived up to the hype. What was can, just in the best way you can summarize it from start to finish, kind of what was that, that, that week like in that final, that final t- score and when that buzzer went off? Um, you know, leading into that week, we knew what we had to do. And, um, you know, I, I didn't grow up playing Gladewater. So this game was probably more important to everybody else on the team than it was to me. But because I cared about, you know, my teammates so much and because we were in the playoffs, it, it mattered a lot to me. So um, everybody took it, you know, super serious. Um, but I don't think we didn't do any, anything that we didn't do for any, any other game. We were consistent. We, you know, we did what we were supposed to do. You know, winning cultures, they don't, they don't rise to the occasion. They fall back on their training. So we did what we always did. And, um, you know, going to that game, we knew it was a big game. And we knew that we couldn't buy into the hype. We couldn't listen to outside noise. We couldn't listen to anybody. We just had to focus on what we were supposed to do. Um, I remember getting to the stadium. It's just packed. It's people everywhere, people sitting in the grass. Um, like there was standing room only. It's probably, you know, besides state championship game, the most people I played in in high school. Um, and I will say, you know, Dalen, you know, who played at, played at Gladewater, he's probably the best high school player I've ever played. And, uh, yeah, he's he, – Dalen was dominant. Yeah. You know, they had they had other good players on that team. I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, Dalen, I mean he, – He's he literally – anytime I ask anybody, any of your coaches, like there's like this sigh and they kind of do this slow shake of like, yeah, I remember um, I was playing Wildcat, Wildcat quarterback, and he broke through the line and just, you know, hit me pretty hard. And, it, you know, it, it kind of woke me up, you know what I'm saying? It kind of woke me up. But, um, you know, he carried the ball 20 times against us. You know, that's what people don't don't remember, like don't think about. You know, he's 300-something pounds playing defensive tackle against our offense, which is up-tempo. We're, we're making him run, throwing screens, outside zones. And then he turns around and runs the ball 20 times on offense. So, I mean, you know, there's not many guys who can do that. But, um, you know, he was, he was a great player. We definitely had the game plan for him. But um, it was a great game. It was back and forth. You know, I remember 
I remember them having the ball and it's like it's it was fourth and two. And uh, we had we had to stop them. If we didn't stop them, they're going to run the clock and win. And uh, they gave it to Dalen on you know, fourth and two. And we stopped them by maybe a couple inches. And I remember they had to bring out the chains. And when they bring out the chains, you know, I could just all our hearts were just dropped because like we, we know, you know, our whole season comes down to this. Gladewater, Gladewater was a great team, but I don't feel like we played to our full potential that game. I threw a pick that game. We, you know, we did stuff that um, was un- was unlike us. But uh, I'm not taking anything away from them. You know, they're they're they were a great team. But um, our our you know people people talk about you know the, the guys who play Division One and all this other stuff. You know, Jackson Sykes made tackle one on one with David Mack in the hole, stopped him. You know, that's the that's the really if if he didn't stop him, we wouldn't be talking about this. So I mean. Guys like Jackson Sykes, who who takes on, you know, 340-pound fullbacks in the hole on fourth and two and stops them and, you know, gives us a shot, gives gives us the ball back, you know, to go. It was, maybe it was like 65 yards or something like that. But, um, you know, I remember getting the ball. I remember, you know, them holding up, you know, they do their hands when it's short. And, you know, we just knew. We knew if we, knew if we get the ball back, we're going to score and win a game. So I remember getting the ball back and – um. So we we practiced it all the time. We weren't we weren't nervous. We were you know we were calm. We were we were confident in ourselves. You know McLean can distribute he can distribute the, the ball anywhere he wants to. We got great receivers. So I remember um, you know just I remember catching a five yard out. And other than that, you know Quinn caught like three balls. And then um, he was either Coach Trailer or Coach Turner. Somebody made a great call. They they called a, a draw to Chris at like the twenty something yard line, and it caught everybody off guard. And he and he scored, and uh, everybody just went crazy. And it was it was a great feeling. Um, you know, the aftermath of that game was it was so emotional. It was so up and down, up and down, up and down. That it was kind of like a, you know, it, it was just, it was just it was crazy. It's hard to explain without being there because the emotion in the air was just so up and down, up and down. And for it to finally be over, it was just like you just wanted to lay there and just kind of soak it in. Blake, I was fortunate enough to be, to be there. And one thing I wanted to add, uh, about midway, late third quarter, I'm on the sidelines. I'm taking pictures, doing my thing. About 15 feet from Coach Trailer, Chris Boyd sees me, comes over, daps me up. Hey, what's going on? You know, how's it going? And I'm saying, Chris, focus on the game. Like, Coach Trailer's 15 feet. He will lose his mind. Like, focus. But then I started thinking about it afterwards. He was so carefree. In the biggest stage with all this hype and all this pressure and expectation, he was so carefree. And, and like you said, scoring on that, on that draw, like you said, like it was 20 yard draw. Uh, the, you're right. The crowd, the emotion, the tension, everything. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And it was, it, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. The rivalry itself, like not putting in the, in the factor of it being in the playoffs, yeah. so close to home. At Lobo Stadium, you know, it was just crazy. And yeah, Chris, you know, Chris is a character. That's why we love him. <laughs> you need energy, you look to Chris. But um, that's why we were a great team, man. We were just – we were calm. We never – you know, we knew we were good, but we know we knew we still had to put the work in for sure. And uh, we never, like, you know, got – 
we just stayed, we stayed consistent. We never did anything that we didn't have to do. We never bought into the hype. You know, we, you know, we just did our job and let the plays come to us. So you've got to, there's one more game you've got to talk about. And then I know we wanted to talk about recruiting significance of your class and for the region and everything, but you've got to give us uh, just an insider's account of state championship game of going in at halftime uh, down to West Orange Stark and, and then how that finished out. Yeah. Um, you know, West Orange Stark was a great team. You know, they had Deontay Thompson who um, went to Alabama play with the Cardinals for a little bit, you know, that just speaks to the type of athlete he is. But um, they're a great team. And it's crazy because they were a young team at that time, too. Yep. They, were, they were a bunch of sophomores, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, going in going into halftime down 25 to 7. Uh, I remember Chris, you know, he calls the team up. Coach Trailer, he, you know, he was going to address the team. Chris like, I got it. You know, he addressed the team. He – uh. It gives me chills talking about it. He uh he grabbed Desert jersey and just reminded, like, yeah, we're in Cowboy Stadium, but nothing is different. This is why we're doing it. And um, that kind of just, you know, brought us back to reality that this this is, you know, this is the championship game, but it's just a game. And we're just here, you know, with our neighbors, our friends, playing a game that we love for somebody that we love. You know, somebody that the community loved. And, um, you know, coming out of half, that really, you know, that really made us play Buckeye football and really made us play how we've been playing throughout the whole year. And um, I, I remember, you know, DeMarco causing a fumble. You know, DeMarco was a huge reason why we came back in that game. It was, it was huge. Um, that game was up and down as well, you know, emotionally. And, uh, I think part of the reason why we won that game was because we were so conditioned. You know, we practiced hard. We were so conditioned, you know, doing our details. And we were to be, you know, in high school, we were able to keep our heads level and not really, you know, get too down when something bad happens or get too up when something good happens. Uh, we were just be able, we were able to stay consistent, you know, and just really look at the task at hand. Recruiting wise, we talked about it earlier, Blake, this class, 2015, you know, we, we started the hashtag years before called Beast Texas. And I don't I don't think we ever envision it to morph into that class. And then just just to let you know, I mean, the two of the best players in the state were in that football game, Chris Boyd, uh, Dalen Mack, obviously you and, and, and Blake Lynch. But then in this class, we're talking Justin Dunning out of White House. You're talking Larry Pryor, Sulphur Springs, Nate Brooks, um, White House. Uh, Eric McCoy, who no one ever talked about, but started at A&M and is the starting center for the New Orleans Saints for the last three years. Uh, and I'm sure I'm, I'm missing some guys. That's how loaded it was. Did, did, did you – did it kind of give you some pride? Did that Beast Texas hashtag, did that – where you came from, from Troop and from Gilmer and those communities, did that give you a little bit more pride, maybe a chip on your shoulder when you went to college and then when you took it to the league? It still does. We still we me and Chris still say we're from Beast Texas. We tell we 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 tell guys in the locker room, like we we let them know. But um, and the thing about Beast Texas is there's nowhere to hide. You're gonna play those other guys. <laughs> you, like you, you know you're gonna. It's not you know it's not a big area. You're gonna play those other guys. So you know if you think you're good in East Texas, you're gonna you know you're gonna play somebody who's really good. And we're gonna you're gonna see. But um, yeah, man, being from East Texas. 
being from such a small area, it definitely puts a chip on our shoulder because you go to college and you got guys from Dallas, from Houston, from these big 6A schools, and, you know, they think they're they're just the best. And um, coming from a small town, it definitely puts a chip on your shoulder, it, you know, because I feel like East Texas is, is – is, um, it's kind of shadowed by the other major cities in Texas as far as, um, you know, getting the recognition that it deserves for the football players that come out of there. But, um, you know, every single football player that I know out of East Texas, they have a chip on their shoulder and they play that way for a reason. And I think that's why East Texas breeds so many good athletes. Good question. Just on the long, that same line, of all the places that you played too, you know, obviously Gilmer has a great environment. You know, you played in Lobo. What are some of the other, you know, towns, communities, stadiums in East Texas that, again, kind of have that aura that, like, this is unique and distinct and, like, this is – this isn't – it's not like this everywhere across the state or across the country. I mean, if you go to Rose Stadium and watch, um, where are they called now? Tyler High and Legacy play. I mean, that, you know, that's a game. Gilmer and Carthage, you know, Chapel Hill. I mean, you got all these schools who take pride in, you know, their, their mascot, you know, their players. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, you go to White House, it's the atmosphere are different. It's, it's, it's a real atmosphere. People don't understand. It's a real atmosphere that if you go to these towns, everything is shut down. If you go, if you go on Friday night, there's not going to be a lot of things open. Everybody's going to the game. And I think that people think that's like only in the movies or, you know, that's not real, but it is, it's definitely real. Like there's like, you know, all the kids are there. Like everybody's there. So yeah. Well, this, this uh, what you just said segues to the final question, okay? So if this story is turned into a movie, who plays Blake Lynch? <laughs> man, <laughs> that's a hard one, man. I'm not – I really don't know actors like that. But um, <laughs> this would definitely be a great movie. Um, a lot of people probably wouldn't think this is a true story, honestly. The way everything works out, but um, as far as actor-wise, I don't know, man. I don't know a lot of actors, <laughs> but uh, you know, I hope it is a movie one day. <laughs> man, thank y'all so much for doing this. I know it's late at night. Uh, this is important. It's a great story. You're a big part of it. Both of you are a part of it, and uh, I just hope it's uh, it's something that you're really proud of too. So, book comes out June 28th. Uh, we're going to do some things in East Texas to celebrate it. And, uh, Blake Lynch, Justin Wells, thank you all so much for doing this with me. You got it, Coach. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.